welcome to the Leeds University Business School Research and Innovation Podcast. Today's uh, topic is the future workplace. I'm Dr Matthew Davis. And I'm Asha Nickbell. And in today's uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about working from home, uh, looking at what it is, why it's different to working in the office, um, and some of the key things we know from existing research. Um, Ashan, I guess a really good place to start is just to, to define what is working from home? So the way that I describe it is essentially um, people that work regularly from home rather than going into a traditional office or workspace. Um, and it can often fall into this um, umbrella term of flexible working arrangements, which would perhaps incorporate lots of different working um, practices, such as you've got mobile or teleworking, which is where people will split their working week throughout various locations. So it could be split between working in the office or working from home or perhaps even spending a day or two on client sites as well. And then also we're seeing a rise in perhaps more co-working spaces as well. And, you know, it just provides more flexibility for how people want to work and spend their days um, at work, essentially. That's interesting. So we we might have um, somebody working completely on their own from home full time, um, but also people might be talking about uh, just spending one or two days a week working at home. They might be in shared space. So there's a range of, of, of kind of types of working place and patterns, I guess, as part of this. Absolutely. Spot on. Um, and I think one of the reasons uh, this has been all over the press in 2020 um, has been because of the, the COVID lockdown and people who maybe had never worked from home before um, being expected and forced to work from home very rapidly overnight. Um, it's interesting looking at the, the stats from the Office for National Statistics. So um, 2019, we had about 5% of people who worked uh, mainly from home. And then if we look in March 2020, that had shot up. I think to about 44% of people who reported that they've been working at home uh, for the full week before. So this is this potentially is a whole load of new people who've never had the chance to work from home before. So with that in mind, Ashan, should we maybe have a think about what they might be able to expect? What do we know about uh, the experience of working from home? What's research told us about this in the past? Um, I guess maybe the first thing to to start off with, is it really any different to being in an office? Really good question. Um, and I think I think what's really interesting to note here is when you compare the situation of working from home prior to a global pandemic, um, you know, a lot of the times working from home was introduced with careful planning and consideration. So, you know, it was something that was well thought out. Um, processes were put in place first bef- and employees that are working from home well they had the option to opt into that so perhaps a job was advertised and that was a criteria of being able to work from home so you almost had people self-selecting into that way of working whereas now in the context of a global pandemic it's literally shifted to working from home overnight within hours of a government introducing lockdown measures people are now having to work from home so I think that's a really interesting and important thing to consider when we're when we're talking about working from home we're not in normal um circumstances that's a good point and I think um potentially in the past we had people who were maybe relatively self-selecting so who had a particular maybe a, a reason or a desire to work from home maybe to cut commute times or family kind of commitments and so on and I guess it's a bit more widespread now which one of one of the things that makes it really interesting isn't it yeah of course 
um, the, the population of people working from home now is so diverse compared to what we might have seen um, previously. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. One of the things that struck me looking back over, over past research and the data that we've got, um, I think, is how much it challenges some of the maybe stereotypes, misconceptions that people typically have about home workers. So I know there tends to be a bit of a standing joke when you talk to people about uh, you know, colleagues who get to work from home and it's seen as their easy day or the day they, they don't do very much. Um, and I think the, the stats on this and, and the research data we have are really interesting because I think something that probably isn't too surprising um, is that people who work from home or work remotely tend to be more satisfied with their job. I think that that probably isn't surprising in itself. The the thing that maybe is more surprising for people is that um, people who work from home more frequently or, or work um, virtually tend to be rated as more productive by their supervisors. So not just that they think they're more productive, but the supervisors actually recognise them as being more productive. I don't know if that, that changed yeah. your experience, Afshan, or... Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, people that work from home are considered to be, you know, there is that in-joke of, oh, part-timers and, oh, you know, here you are showing your face today and fancy seeing you in the office, you know. You know, there's loads of jokes around that. You're absolutely right. But in terms of the productivity, yes, research has reported that those that are working from home or have more flexible working arrangements do seem to be more productive. Um, and that's partly because of the autonomy that they have over their um, working day. Essentially, they get to choose what when they start work and when they finish work, as opposed to being told that you have to be in the office by 9 a.m. and you cannot leave before 5 p.m., for example. So there's that autonomy that allows greater job satisfaction um, at work. I think the, the flexibility you talked about and, and that autonomy is, again, looking at the research, that the autonomy um, and the, the control over how and when you work seems to be really valued by, by kind of employees, by workers. I guess there's a potentially a, a flip side of this or a bit of a risk here in, in terms of when the workday is so loosely defined. So that's great. So it'll fit around dropping the kids off. If I've got chores to run or, or what have you, um, I can be flexible. But I think the, the data as well, and I think you've noticed this in your own research, Afsham, that people can often just end up working longer and working more. So either because they want to show that they're being productive and they're online, or just you you find it difficult to switch off and to step away from work. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's a combination of all of those elements that you just mentioned there, Matt, that, you know, there is this people want to show that they are being productive or that they are available to work and also just to be able to fit it around their lifestyle so if you want to make sure that your working day is coinciding with perhaps the school run you know to be able to drop off your kids at school and collect them at the end of the day or whether it's to factor in I don't know other lifestyle choices hobbies and things like that the working from home arrangement provides that flexibility and because we've got the technology to be able to do that you know um, the technology that we have allows us to work anytime from anywhere as long as we've got a good decent internet connection um, we can work from anywhere so it does help in that sense but as you rightly say people do then end up working extended working hours or that there becomes this blur between the boundaries of working of work and home essentially because if you are working from home when does your day end and that your life begins because you're cutting out that commute time um, of going to and from the workplace. So it sounds like there's, there needs to be a fair bit of um, 
I think self-discipline and structure that you, you bring to this as well to avoid falling into some of those pitfalls. I think one of the things that is interesting to me hearing you talk, Afshan, and, and thinking about, um, again, the, the research data is how much technology seems to be able to help with communication, but that it can't replace everything. And I know there's, there's kind of research around the effect on how much you share knowledge, who knows what, um, the nature of the interactions as well, and how that might affect how you manage kind of co-workers, kind of subordinates, um, and what it means for things like culture in an organization. And I think some of these questions we don't have good answers to in terms of how do you manage people who are sometimes at home, sometimes in the office, where you have a mix of virtual and on office workers. What do you see as the, the key key things we should be thinking about in terms of you know, what do we need to understand better to help people be productive and happy um, when they're working from home? Yeah, I think um, that's a really important point that you've touched upon there, um, that, you know, we have to be mindful of once we come out of this this current pandemic situation, what does the future of our workplace look like and how do we get to um, better support our employees when they are working remotely and a way, you know, we don't want them to feel like they're out of sight and therefore out of mind. So whilst technology is great, you know, you've got so many ways of communicating with one another, whether it's video calls, telephone calls, emails, texting, and so on and so forth. What we have to also be mindful of is that there's that lack of social interaction, the lack of face-to-face -face interaction between colleagues can also perhaps lead to some isolation. What if people are living on their own? and also working by themselves, what does that mean in terms of their mental health and well-being? So things like that do need to be at the forefront of our minds when we're looking at trying to create a happy, productive workplace. That's great. And um, I think one of the things we're going to do uh, in future episodes, because I think this is a, a topic where we're only just starting to scratch the surface, is to start to think about a, a few of those key kind of points coming through. So how do people actually work more effectively when they are working from home or Know, part of the time remotely um, and I think you, your own research Afshan and, and other work that colleagues have been doing around strategies we can use uh, is really interesting. Um, also how, what's the role of technology in, in terms of knowledge sharing, in terms of innovation? Um, what's the future of the office? So lots written around you know the office is dead, seems to be a bit premature but maybe the purpose of the office needs to change. Well what could that look like? What should it look like? And then more broadly how do we manage these kind of diverse teams effectively? Um, so that we kind of reap the benefits of, of the inclusivity that we might get through through more flexible work arrangements um, without disadvantaging people. So lots of things to touch on, which I think we'll, we'll follow up on in, in future episodes. Um, but for now, uh, I'd like to thank you for, for joining us uh, for this particular podcast. Um, if you're interested in the topic and you want to hear more or you're interested in being involved in research, then drop us a line. We've got Twitter handles and LinkedIn's and web pages, or they see uh, the research and innovation blog and, and site you can get to as well so thanks very much thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed listening and please stay tuned for future episodes <laughs>